Hi everybody and welcome to another Torn Up interview and as always I am so appreciative of the valuable time taken out by our guests on the show. Now this is an old friend, this is somebody actually that I've interviewed many times and it's always a pleasure uh, and uh, the band that he's involved with a new single out, uh, I really love it. Uh, would you please give a very big welcome to the chief snake charmer himself, the one and only Topor Deadman of the Southbound Snake Charmers. How are you, Topor? <laughs> Thanks for that intro, Jerry. I'm great, mate. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it, it's actually great to have you on because you and I are good friends for a long time now. And just, you know, sometimes things can slip where you don't get a chance to talk. But whenever I saw you this new single out, Hell on Wheels, ho, 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 what a track. I mean, uh, it's it's the best, and this is my opinion, maybe other Snake Charmer fans have different opinions, but my opinion is the best piece of rock and roll I've heard you do yet. I think it's amazing, so well done on that. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. It uh, has been a while since chats, and it's good to good to chat with you. And um, yeah, you um, not the first person to say that. A couple of people have said that uh, they they think it's one of our best. It, it is a slightly different direction for us, <laughs> and um, we think it's working. Well, I can assure you, Stephanie Walken, because you know even the response that I've got and the people have heard it. It's uh, it's <laughs> it certainly likes the old blues adage, like saying you found your mojo. I I think you've certainly you've certainly uh found something, whether it was by a uh, plan or whether it was by accident. But you certainly found something that a lot of people love. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, it's funny. It was a riff that I'd started playing, and I don't like always mentioning this the lockdown thing, but we were in love, we were all in lockdown, but um, the only thing I was doing was sitting out in the backyard and drinking coffee and playing riffs on a, a small little Vox guitar I got that's got its own speaker in there, and if you turn the speaker up, it starts to feed back through the guitar itself, <laughs> it gives you a Hendrixy sort of really bluesy tune, and I just started playing that riff over and over and over again through that, and um, it kind of developed from there, it's got a train feel to it so that's why it was about a train <laughs> it's isn't it funny sometimes you know the things like that that you just stumble upon that that's that that become magical you know that it's just it's just one of them things and like don't get me wrong i i love what you do i love what the band does i've been a fan for a long time and, and i i love what what you've recorded prior to this but I just think that this gives the band that extra bit of edge that just like you and I are 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 uh, Bond fans and I, I liken it to that there's the there's the Bond Scott edge to it. There's that there's that thing to it and, and, and I love it. I, I just think it's a great tune. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Take a step. 
Tell me something, Topor. What about recording generally? Is there any plans to release new material, EPs, albums, and like that in the pipeline? Yes, yes, there, there is. So um, this is Helen Wheels is the second track we've released uh, this year. So we did um, Echoes of Your Mind first, which is... So these... I don't want to say New Direction because it's not. We've just started um, adding a few things that we normally wouldn't because we've done a few albums now, you know, as you said, we've been friends a while, <laughs> and you've been friends through quite a few of our EPs and albums and singles we've brought out, and we've just got to that point where we're like, oh, we can um, do this and we can do that, and and some of these new songs we're doing, there's another um, two hopefully coming out this year, and they'll all have extra uh, stuff that we can add in now, like extra vocals and, and uh, stuff that we can, because we always like to do what we can do live as well as in the studio you know we try and get as close as we can so you know 
the other band, members of the band are learning to sing. <laughs> they probably cringe when they hear this interview. No, we're not. But, um, yes, they're doing some backing, which is good. And, um, yeah, just um, just adding some extras in there, Jerry, not, not just to, you know, just to help with the vibe of it. Well, I think, you know, Topper, I suppose any band, no more than yourselves, over a period of time, you like to try new things and you like to evolve. And you, if you don't do that, you're you're not moving forward. So you like to you like to challenge yourself and maybe try something different. And and that's how a band develops. It's it's, it's and it really doesn't matter what the genre is. It's always kind of pushing the boundaries a bit. And it's kind of, it's kind of fun to do that. It's it's nice to try something different and it's nice to 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 just walk into new territory because that's exciting for you as an artist and it's also exciting for the fans to hear the musical development of the band as well. Oh, exactly. You're 100% right there. It's, um... I think, like, we've, we've gone on a bit of a journey through most of our albums, which, you know, and EPs, which you've, you've heard, like the first, the Dirty Blues, we were in a real black easy sort of face and <laughs> we were trying to do that, um you know, that, that lo-fi, bluesy sort of thing. And then Chicken Shack, we started doing the, the dirty, really dirty, gritty stuff. And then, um, what was the other one? Rhythm and Rust, we were in our Hendrix sort of, <laughs> Hendrix blues, you know, Stevie Ray phase. And then we did um, To The Bone, which we got our Credence feel on. We went into the studio and recorded really swampy, you know. So um, then what did we do? The Snake EP, and that was just, that was all just done completely different because that was done during COVID. So that was all done from home. So that, that had a different feel to it. And here we are now, we're like back in the studio. We've figured out how to use stuff a lot better and we're, we're a, a lot more knowledgeable at how to put stuff together and we can actually get what we want to hear. So um, we're putting that in action now and I don't even know what phase we're in, Jerry, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> phase, that's for sure. It's, it's, it's all good. And I mean, I would have always felt there was very much a Doors influence in the band as well, that I could always sense that even through all that. And so it's that maybe even a heavier version uh, of what they did. And, and that's, a, that's meant as a huge compliment because uh, the Doors are one of my all-time favourite bands. So, the, yeah, the Creedence, absolutely there. But I think in fairness to you, you're your own band. Like, there is a certain sound uh, in the rhythm to the southbound snake charmers that I think having been in Australia and 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 heard a lot of bands in recent times, that there is a, a almost a tribal sound to the to the beat of some of the music and and I think that's fantastic. I I think it it it's it's unique to you guys. There's there's something. It, it goes deep in your soul. It's, it's something I... Re- I've, and I've loved that right from the start. Uh, and, and I think it's common, to a, it's common to a lot of Australian bands that they have a, they have a certain earthiness or a closeness to, to, to the earth. Uh, and I'm getting all philosophical now. But, but I do feel it that, you know, the, the, the Australian musicians definitely, the, there's a sound that I, that I can hear. As an outsider, as, as a European or something, I really love it. Uh, and, and you certainly have that, that earthiness there too. This, even in the different styles that you've had, it's been there right through it, this uniquely your, this uniquely your sound. Oh, 
Thanks, Jerry. That, that's kind of that's the goal, isn't it? Like you know, as a as a musician or a band or whatever your you know medium is, it's you kind of want to have that sound where people hear a little bit and go, oh, that's um, you know, because there's certain bands, isn't there? You know, if you put Def Leppard on, it doesn't take very long before you go, hang on, that's that's Def Leppard, or you know, you hear a couple of chords of ACDC and you go, yeah, that's ACDC because they've got that 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 sound, you know, um, and that's such a compliment. Thank you very much for that to have our our sound, and I um, really think that, yeah, we've, um, although we go through our phases, yeah, we do try and obviously keep it ourselves, not trying to emulate just that whole feel of what we're, we're listening to at the time. Well, I think, like, and I consider myself a fan of the band, and, you know, even if I wasn't told it was you, if I heard your voice and heard the music, I would know it was the Southbound Snake Charmers. There's a there's an identity that you have carved there that even with your different styles, it's something that is with you, which is a great, great thing because every band wants to strive for you. That there's somebody listening, yeah, I know who that is. Oh God, I really like that. But having an identity that sets you apart from other bands and artists is really, it's very, as you say, every artist wants to do that. If they can, they want to have that unique a signature tune that whenever they come on that you know they'll be known and I think you've managed to do that I, I really do and uh, I think that's a testament to you and to everyone else in the band that you know everyone has worked uh, on on that and on the creative process to deliver that and um, you know it's it's certainly something you should be all proud of Thank you thanks Jerry we're um and we've we've kept the same uh, producer and recording engineer over the last three albums too. So I, I better give a shout out to Ash Ravens or check him out at Ash Ravens Music because uh, I think an important part of recording music is having someone that knows what you sound like live and understands the same vision. And uh, he's managed to capture our sound, you know, to to that point with the the last. Uh, few albums, which is why we still keep working together. And he's actually working on this this new one with us. So um, Hell on Wheels was um, produced by Ash.
there's, listen, Topher, there's absolutely no doubt that the producer has a strong influence on on how the band sound. And if, if the band can communicate the sound they want to the producer and the producer is able to deliver that, that's a marriage made in heaven because he's doing the technical side of things. And if he can hear in his head and transfer that, you know, uh, to the actual recording process, what the band wants. I mean, if you look at, and you know what's funny, um, there are certain people like, say, Jeff Lynn of ELO. And I remember listening to a, uh, a track that uh, Brian Adams did. And I thought, you know, there's a bit of an ELO influence there. And at this stage, I did not know that Jeff Lynn had produced the track. But I found out afterwards he had, and I said, Jesus, you know, uh, the, you know, the sound that he has gotten with ELO, even when he works with other artists, there's a part of that he imparts on their sound too. And I'm sure without hardly realising it, or maybe they do, but um, it was just so funny because I didn't know it at the time, but I, I did find out afterwards that he actually produced the track and I smiled to myself. I said, Jesus, Jeff, you certainly leave your mark wherever you are. And uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. But he's, you know, he, he um, put that mark all over the ELO stuff. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> ah, yeah. And I mean, sure, look at George Martin and the Beatles and people like that. I mean, sure, he... He was the fifth Beatle, really. He helped to develop a sound with them that, you know, I mean, when you think about what they did in in just a very short period of time, they changed the world. Like, and I know they didn't, they're, like the Rolling Stones are releasing their new, uh, they actually have a new single out. It's really great, Angry, from this Hackney Diamonds album. And... and uh, by all accounts, it sounds really good. But what the Beatles did in just six, seven years, um, it it has never been surpassed. Nobody has ever surpassed that. And well, that's my opinion. Maybe some other people out there would disagree. But being a big Beatles fan, I, I always felt that they they just did everything. They, you know, they they matured. They they started out really as a boy band, and then they just kept maturing and, and moving forward. And then the likes of Sgt. Pepper and the White Album and Rubber Soul and all of that. So they were, they were just incredible albums. Especially once they, they found their way around the studio and started creating and knew what they were doing, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and consider too, Topher, that at that time, you know, the technology that was in the studio in comparison to now, it's it's it's... It wouldn't even you could create way way more in a studio in 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 your own home than what they had then. Like so, so it's a credit to them the fact they were able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's that's an interesting topic too. That now the the amount of power that we have in our home to record stuff, but it brings everyone to a level playing field, so to speak, too. Which means your ingenuity's got to come into it, you know. Well, I think yeah. I, I they think, at, yeah, they were great at improvi- improvisation, that's for sure. And just the way they thought to put things together, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, there's a lot of bands like, this is another topic though, Jerry, I can get stuck onto this and we'll talk about that for hours. Yeah, 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 well, we might, we might, we might talk about that. 
We might talk about that later on. I suppose we talk about the here and now, the southbound snake charmers. Tell me something. Are you touring much at the moment? Is there much live work happening, or what's what's going on at the moment for the band? Uh, we, we've just been um, just constantly gigging down here in Melbourne. Um, we've we've got a few more coming on. We're actually playing um, grand final night, which down here in Australia is huge. <laughs> Normally, you know, one of those nights you don't always do because everyone's going to be rather. Um, uh, rather intoxicated after that, I would say, but um, we're looking forward to a good night. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we are. We've got some um, gigs around. We're, we're looking at some festivals and we've got some other things happening. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be touring around and doing our stuff and, you know, trying to get this new stuff out as much as we can. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that that's the thing, I suppose, that the new stuff, you're, that's your priority for now. And sure, who knows, maybe sometime, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, you may make it over to Europe as well. And if that was the case, I'd certainly be looking forward to seeing the band live because it, it it's something I missed when I was over last year. But certainly, if you ever make it over here, we'll, we'll definitely put that one right. Oh, that would be awesome, yes. If, if you're listening in Europe and you want us, or anywhere, and you want us to come over, drop me a line. Southbound Snake Charming. <laughs> well, let's see what we could do. Listen, uh, it's it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Topper, and I'm so happy to see that the band's rocking away and playing live and doing what they do best, creating some great music. Good luck with the new single. As I say, we're, we, we, we'll be playing it on the show and um, it's it's tremendous. It's it's certainly in, in my book is is the best thing you've done, and that's saying a lot because I'm a big fan of the band. I love the stuff you've done previously, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, you will make your way over to here, and we get a few European dates together, and the Snake Charm Charmers will show the people in Europe what it is to really have powerful rock and roll. So we'll look forward to that. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Uh, thanks for having me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's great. Always good talking to you. Uh, same here, mate. Take care. You too. Cheers, mate. Bye.